Do you wish you'd be more driven and motivated and get more done each day? But the last few months have been kind of funky. You feel unmotivated a lot. I mean, the last one and a half years has been a lot for most people. And it's a common theme in 2021 that people are feeling kind of in their funk. They're not really unmotivated, but something is missing. And what is that? What's missing in our lives? In this episode, I want to deconstruct the motivation triangle, the three types of motivation that we can tap into to be more motivated, more ambitious, more driven. And I can promise you, if you're not tapping into one of these three types of motivation, that's probably why you're in a thunk. So stick around till the end of the video so you really get the most out of this. And if you're meeting for the first time, hi, I'm Eric Madsen. I'm a leadership and life coach. I'm the founder of Life Flow Media. And if you're new here, consider subscribing. So now let's jump right in. The first type of motivation along the motivation triangle is purpose. When you have a purpose, when you have a calling, when you have something that needs you, when you have someone who needs you, that can be one of the most powerful drivers in the human condition. When you feel like your life has meaning, when you feel like what you do has meaning, you'll be able to endure any challenge, any obstacle, because you're committed. You're going to make this happen. Now, I'm not talking about purpose in a very narrow way. Not like, yeah, I know this is my purpose, this is what I'm meant to do. But in a more broader sense, like maybe your work isn't that meaningful, but you show up every single day and you get it done because maybe your customers need you. Maybe your partner, your spouse, your children need you. They need you to put food on the table. Now, that is a huge, tremendous motivating driver. So for me, for example, for years, I was struggling with my own motivation, especially when I was in college or in school even. I just struggled to motivate myself. I struggled to get things done. But then I became a father. My daughter was born. And in that moment, something shifted in my mind. Before then, I could take hours to get something done. It could take me a day to get an hour worth of work. Now that it wasn't possible anymore. When I became a father, when someone depended on me, it changed everything. Suddenly, I was so motivated, so driven, so ambitious, because I needed to. I needed to provide for this little girl. I needed to provide for my family. I needed to show up. And I had a vision in my mind of, I want to be there for her. Like, I don't want to be one of the absent fathers who's never there and doesn't spend any time with his children. That's not who I want to be. So I better figure out how do I be more productive in the time that I have so I can maximize the time with my family. Now, you don't need to be a father. You don't need to be a mother. You don't need to be a parent to tap into this kind of motivation. But I'd like to ask you, who needs you? Who needs you to be on your A-game? Because here's the simple truth. Too often, 
we're unwilling to do for ourselves, what we are willing to do for others. See, in college, I was struggling heavily with my motivation and it took me a day to get an hour worth of work. Now, it took me an hour to get an hour worth of work. Why was that? I was unwilling to do for me what I was willing to do for my daughter. That is a simple truth. Someone needed me. Someone needed me on my A-game every single day. And that changed. It made a mental switch. And it changed everything. Now, who needs you? And I don't care who that person is. It could be your grandma. It could be your parents. could be your siblings. could be your friends. could be your co-workers. But I promise you, someone needs you. Someone needs you and you just need to tap into that kind of motivation. Now, in case, very rarely does happen, there's nobody you feel like needs you. Then ask yourself a different question. Why do you need to be on your A-game? Why do you need to be on your A-game? If you can't answer that question, that's why you're unproductive. Because if you don't know why you're doing something, then there is no drive, there is no motivation. Because why would you do it? Why would you invest the effort? We will never do anything unless there's a benefit to it. And now, it's easy in today's world to be distracted. Like the social media apps, messages and all that stuff. It's rewarding you in the moment. It's making you feel good in the moment. But the work that is meaningful, it often does not reward you in the moment. It's hard, it's challenging, and it's meant to be that way. But if you don't know why, then there's no chance you're going to make progress on that thing. There's no chance whatsoever. And we need to dig deep and deconstruct what is my why. See, 88% of New Year's resolutions fail. 88%. And most of them have failed by January 12th, which is ridiculous. Like, people stick to their new habits, to their New Year's resolutions for 12 days, and then they quit. Now, many people, for example, set themselves a goal to be in great shape, to get in the best shape of their life. Now, they make progress, they start, but then they don't see progress. They don't see the six-pack app. They don't see the massive biceps. They don't see whatever they want to achieve. And they quit. Now, on the surface, they only wanted to be in a great shape. They wanted to look good. But if we dug deeper, we're going to find more reasons why we actually need to be in a great shape. And if you know these reasons, if you can dig deep of why you need to be fit, why you need to be healthy, why you need to be strong, then you're going to stick to it more likely. See, there's one type of motivation, of course. You can say, I want to have a six-pack app to impress the ladies. And maybe that's important to you. Maybe that is your big why. But it, most often, that's not a non-negotiable. So why is it important to be healthy? Well, there are other reasons. For example, I can make the sacrifice today so I'm able to live well for the next 100 years. Or 
I need to be in great shape because I'm a role model for my children. They need me to role model health and vitality so they make the right lifestyle choices later on. Or I need to be there for my children, like physically. If I die prematurely because of the wrong choices today, then this is hurting my children. I can't let that happen. Now, what type of motivation is going to be more powerful? I need the six-pack abs for the ladies or my children need me. They need me to be here and they need me to be a role model. So I better show up. I better go to the gym. I get to work out every single week. What type of motivation is going to be more powerful? Of course, the one where others need you or where there's a deeper reason for why you need to be in great shape. And this is so often the reason why we make the right, wrong choices. We're simply unaware of why something is important to us. Obviously, we know that it is important to us. Otherwise, we wouldn't even make that choice. We wouldn't even make that resolution to get in great shape. We wouldn't even make that goal to earn that amount of money. But oftentimes, we're led by surface desires rather than deep-rooted whys. And when you get to the deep-rooted why, you need something, you'll stick to it. You'll make it happen. You'll get to work and stick to it consistently because that thing is a necessary thing. It's a must. It's not like, I'd like to have this, I'd like to want this. No, this is a must, this is a necessity, and I need to make this happen. So I hope I made this clear enough. And if you want to uncover your why, here's a simple exercise. Take out a piece of paper and think about a goal that you have. Now ask yourself, why is that important to me? Why is that important to me? Why does that matter? Now, the first answer you have is very surface level. I want the six-pack abs for the ladies. Now you ask, why do I want to have a six-pack ab for the ladies? Well, maybe because I want to find a great partner with whom I can start a family. Now we've got a deeper why, a more powerful why. Now you ask again, why is that important to me? Well, because it aligns with my values, with my vision for my life. I want to be a parent. I want to enjoy time, not just by myself, but with a great like, person and with children. I want to take on that challenge. Now you ask, why is that important to me? Why is that important to me? You go seven layers deep. And by the fifth or sixth or seventh layer, you're going to have found your true reason why this is important to you. And this is so powerful because the first is just surface level desire. The fifth or the sixth or the seventh, why? It's going to be a deeply rooted belief about who you are. It's going to be some part of who you are or who you aspire to be. And that's always one of the most powerful goals we can have. We want to live in congruence with who we'd like to be. So think about what is my why? So that's the first type of motivation, purpose. And of course, a mighty mission could also fall into this. Like 
I show up to do videos because I want to contribute. I want to help you better your life. I cannot imagine not doing this work. It's just what I'm here to do. So I rarely struggle with my motivation because this is the thing I'm called to do. But of course, sometimes that's hard to like think about. It's much easier to find a why or find someone to fight for because what's a purpose? That's a luxury, even in today's world. I mean, so many people, they're just struggling to survive. So having a purpose is kind of like a luxury and it's a choice too. So if you want to go deeper, check out one of my videos on purpose. But I, I just want you to find something or find someone to fight for. Because when you make it a must, you'll make it happen. Second key type of motivation is progress. Progress is one of the biggest human drivers. When you feel like you are progressing, when you feel like you're moving forward, you keep on going. But here's the problem. Suppose again, you have that New Year's resolution. I want to be in great shape. Now it's January 12th. Most people have already quit, but you'll still keep on going. Now a month goes by, two months go by. But you don't have the six-pack ab yet. You don't. And maybe a little bit of belly fat that you'd like to get rid of, and the biceps isn't where you want it to be, and you don't have the beautiful booty and whatnot. Now you don't see progress. You're doing the work. But you start to think, is it really worth it? Am I really capable? Is this really working? Now you question yourself. So progress can be a tricky thing. What if you don't make progress? Do you stop? Or do you find the motivation to keep on going? This is one of the most important things to wrap our heads around. Because so many things that we do today, they require us to put in the work consistently over and over and over and over and over again until payoff. I mean, the good things that you're doing today, they're not going to pay off in the next three months, in the next six months, maybe the next year, maybe even longer. I mean, I started this YouTube channel two years ago. I haven't made a single dollar off this YouTube channel yet. I started a business and I grew this business, of course, but it's a different thing. These videos that I create, they haven't earned me a single dollar, nothing. No YouTube ads, no affiliates. I do them for free, basically. But I know that the payoff will be there. Not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe next in the next three months. But somewhere down the road, I'm going to be rewarded for the effort I put in today. So this is huge. We need to be willing to endure difficulty to achieve any kind of success. It's a path to greatness. Along the path to greatness, you're going to face obstacles, difficulties, challenges, all kinds of things that require you to become more, that require you to be get, become a better person, more capable, more skilled. So there are all these obstacles and we will not see immediate results. That's why it's so hard to stick to good habits 
And that's why it's so easy to indulge in the bad habits. With bad habits, it's the opposite. You eat that burger today, you eat that junk food today, and you don't see anything. Doesn't hurt you, doesn't impact you. No, not really. I mean, you could eat the burger today. You could choose to do a Netflix and chill rather than going do your workout. You won't see how that's impacting you. But over time, the effort you put in or you don't put in, it compounds. Now, if you every day choose that burger or choose Netflix over your workout, three, six, 12 months down the road, you're going to notice, you're going to see, it's going to be a gradual decline. The same thing is true with doing the right things. You don't see it today, but over time, it's going to be a gradual compound of good effort put in that's going to produce the results you want to create. So now, how do you stay motivated along the journey to do the right thing? Here are three simple ideas. First, you want to have a visual representation of your progress. It could be as simple as you grab a calendar and you say, I'm going to work out on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And now every time I did my workout, I'm just simply crossing it off. So you say, I crossed it off, checked it off. Today, workout done. Wednesday, workout done. Friday, workout done. And then over a few weeks, you're going to see a streak. You see, I did my workout, I did my workout, I did my workout, I did the right thing. Now, that keeps motivating you. Over time, you'll, you'll be so motivated to do it because it's just part of who you are. You don't want to break that streak. So you want to make progress visual. Not visual in a sense of, do I have the six-pack app? Although you could, but you also want to measure the effort put in. You want to measure the effort put in. Secondly, is the five W equation. You want to deconstruct what are five wins I could have today. And five wins tomorrow, five wins the next week. Simple wins you could have in your work, for example. Where you say, okay, today I want to get five sales calls in. Okay, I do five sales calls or whatever. And then you simply make it a quest to check these off, to cross them off. Those are the five most important things that need to happen today. And they don't need to be huge. But you want to set them. You want to be aware of them. Because most people, they're already getting five wins a day. The key is they don't celebrate it. They don't acknowledge it. Most people feel like they're not doing enough. They're not achieving enough. They're not progressing enough. Why? They're too attached to the outcomes and less involved in the process. They're too attached to the outcome and too little involved in the process. So you want to get five wins every single day because here's the math. You do that for a month and you record it and you write it down. You'll have over 150 wins to celebrate. Now maybe you write that in a specific journal. It's only for your wins. Now you write that down over a month. You're going to see and you look back and you see, I did all of this. Now that sense of progress is going to be super motivating. 
So you want to record it. And if you do it over a year, you'll have over 1800 wins, 1800 wins that will completely change your confidence. So you want to get a visual, you want to do the five W equation. And you also want to do the simple method called the MVP method. Whenever you're starting something big, start with minimum viable progress. Minimum viable progress. See, so often you make things so huge and they're so big and you feel like, yeah, I need to have the six pack abs and I need to be like a model tomorrow. Or I want to achieve this huge project and you don't get started. You don't get started on doing the workouts because it seems daunting. Yeah, I'm kind of overweight right now. Getting the six pack abs, whew, that's so huge. Or you want to eat healthy and you want to do it perfectly. Now that's a good intention, but it's just too huge. You need to start somewhere. And that's where it really kicks in. Minimum viable progress. How could I make progress in the next 10 minutes? Just a simple step, not perfect, no, really flawed, but how could I make progress in the next 10 minutes? There's a great quote by General George Patton. A good plan validly executed today is so much better than the perfect plan executed on next week. You just need to start today with minimum viable progress. And what you'll see is that actually things are not that huge. They're not that big, but so often we make them bigger in our minds. So for example, there's a story from one of my mentors, Greg McEwen, and he recently interviewed someone who'd struggled with eating healthy for years, for 20 years. Now that person always thought, yeah, if I'm going to eat healthy, I need to be, do it perfectly. I need to shop my groceries on Sunday. I need to meal prep for the entire week so that I stay on track. And never did it. Never, because it seemed so daunting. Like such a huge, tremendous task. Then they deconstructed, okay, how could we simplify this? The person realized, well, I could have meal delivery so that I get a box in which I simply have all the things I need to cook. Now I can cook every day, my healthy meal. Okay, realize that, okay, meal prep, sure, not so huge. And then Greg asked him, like, how could you make progress in the next 10 minutes? And the guy realized, well, in the next 10 minutes, I could probably already find the right deliverer service for this, select the meals I want to have, pay for it, and get it delivered next week. Problem solved. Problem solved. But for years, that person was making it bigger than it really was. And that's why that person never made any real progress. If you make something too huge, sometimes it helps to just strip it down to the essentials. What are the next three moves I can make? Not perfect, no really flawed, but how can I make progress on this? Super vitally important.
Now, the third key type of motivation is simply this: it's play. If something is fun, if something is enjoyable, you do want to do more. Like it's self-motivating. You continue to keep on doing it simply because you enjoy it. Think about your latest Netflix binge. I know you did it. Did you have to motivate yourself to watch a movie? Did you have to motivate yourself to watch that fifth season of your favorite series? No, you didn't. You just did it because it's fun. It's easy. It's enjoyable. Same thing is true with social media. Spend 30 minutes on Instagram because it's easy. Every time you scroll, you get a dopamine spike. You feel better. So what if we could make work feel more like play? Now there's also a trap here because work isn't always fun. It's not always enjoyable. There are things that we just need to do, but we can make them more attractive. Not saying we would rather do our work than watch Netflix, but really shift our preference a little bit by making work more attractive. It is so huge. And as we go through these three types of motivation, I also want to mention you don't need to tap into all three of those at all times. Sometimes you just have that purpose motivation. Sometimes you just keep track of progress. But you want to have at least one of those. None of them are there. It's hard to keep on going. It's hard to motivate yourself to do the right thing. So now, play can be a trap. But how could you make work more fun, more enjoyable? Now I've done an entire video on that topic, which I'm going to link right here, so you can watch it and go deep. Into how do you make work more fun? I'm going to think this is so helpful for you. And if you like this video, make sure that you smash like, subscribe down below, and hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of my future videos. And then live fully, live openly, and be the leader of your life.